today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. A couple of weeks ago, we had Ontario Health Minister Christian Elliott on the program uh, because there was a leaked document about what they said was, at that time, uh, the new policy, the way that the uh, Conservative government was going to revamp health care. Well, uh, at that time, the minister said, no, 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 that, that's an old, old document. It's, it's not really relevant, and there's, there's, it's not really what we're going to do. Well, uh, she made her official announcement uh, just about an hour and a half or so ago at Queen's Park. And, uh, well, the, to suggest the changes are radical, I think, is, is a bit of an understatement. Too much time and attention is spent on maintaining a siloed and fragmented system. And far too many people believe it is the patient's or the family's job to navigate this complicated system. Well, uh, and with that in mind, uh, they have decided to roll out this uh, mega body that they talked about uh, that uh, she denied actually was going to happen. It's going to be called Ontario Health, which is really kind of a confluence of a number of different agencies that are currently in existence. A uh, number of people, healthcare observers and healthcare providers, are rather skeptical about that. I want to bring uh, Natalie Mira into the conversation. Natalie, of course, is the executive director of uh, the Ontario Health Coalition. Busy day today, Natalie. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Hi, thanks so much for having me. What's uh, Now that we know, now that the, the health minister has actually laid this stuff out, uh, first of all, your, your, your first impressions of what you heard this morning. You know, I'm so outraged at the process. I just think this is, I mean, I hope Ontarians are outraged. The government lied, I mean, well, if not outright lied, uh, you know, certainly misled Ontarians in their response to the draft legislation that was that was leaked to the public downplayed all the way along these extraordinary powers that they've given to themselves to order the privatization of swaths of our public nonprofit health care services and continue to this day to downplay the extraordinary powers to facilitate mega mergers in the health system and so on uh, and you know try and sort of sell this bill under the guise of coordinating health care and even this morning the minister wouldn't answer key questions from the press saying uh, you know I'm going to wait till we officially introduce the legislation in the legislature at one so they're very carefully trying to control the message until it's too late for anyone to have any say whatsoever about this bill and then push it through with their majority in the legislature. And this is stuff that no one ever heard about, not once during the election campaign. Nobody has been consulted on it. It, you know, frankly, is a disaster for health care, really is a terrible piece of legislation. And, uh, and I very much fear for the future of our province. Well, there's a common theme here, Natalie, and, and, and here's the latest example of it. And uh, we just, in the last uh, segment of the program, we were talking about the autism protocol that, uh, that they have developed, and, and we all know about the controversy that's going on there. Then there was the tuition uh, protocol that they talked about a th- couple of weeks ago. Uh, and 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 we can go down. There's a long list of things that are that are. are I think that we can put onto this uh, this discussion point. Uh, again, consultation seems to be lacking. Uh, time and time again, when they roll out these new policies, the obvious question that we all seem to have, and it's a consistent question now, is who did you talk to? Because the people that provide the system, the people that consult on this system, certainly have opinions and certainly have ideas, and to a, almost to. Every one of these issues, I talk to those support groups, and they say, nobody talked to us from the government. We don't know where this came from. No, you're right. I mean, if if anything, to say consultation is a problem is an understatement. Consultation is completely absent. 
And more than that, you know, if they had a plan, which they clearly from the documents, it's proven they have been working on since the fall, you know, so since they only took power in June, right? So it's one of the first things they've done as government. Then why was it never mentioned in the election campaign? I mean, you don't get to come to power and then act like you own what we have paid to build in our province for a hundred years as citizens. We fund our health care system. It belongs to us as the people. It's supposed to be governed for us as the people. Nobody, and this crosses party lines, virtually no one in this province supports the for-profit privatization of our health care, which is what they've set this bill up to do, uh, and, uh, and no one has had a say in it. Uh, if I sound outraged, it's because I am outraged, because as soon as you hand over vital health care services to for-profit companies, they take money away from care to take profit out of the system. We don't want our healthcare system run that way. It's a disaster. It really is a problem. And now we will fight the legislation, but they have a majority. They can shove it through, and clearly that's what they intend to do. So we're going to have to now fight the implementation of it step by step by step, which we will do. But you, you heard the comments from the minister this morning, though, Natalie, and she, she denies that. She says, look, this is all about free access, public access, uh, using your OHIP card, no two-tier system. She says no privatization. Can we not take her at her word? Well, no, what she what she's choosing her words very carefully. Yeah. What she said is, you know, some home care is already provided by for-profit companies. You know, we are not going to mess with the OHIP system. What she's not saying is that we, you know, have written a bill that gives the, the Ford government new powers to actually order the privatization of entire swaths of the health care system. That is the handover from public and non-profit local health care services to private and for-profit possibly centralized or chain companies of significant swaths of the healthcare system to order the transfers, the mergers, the closures. This is the language of their legislation of hospitals, long-term care homes, home care, and so on, of the healthcare system. Uh, and, uh, and then also to create this super agency uh, merging all of the, the local health integration networks and also Cancer Care Ontario, the organ donation system, and so on and so forth. So, you know, this is a vast piece of legislation. It will amend virtually every piece of healthcare legislation. It definitely, without question, has new powers to order privatization, not just that, but to order which company services will be given to, uh, to order mergers, uh, to facilitate uh, mergers, you know, transfers, closures, of local services, and we know that mega mergers and mergers, I mean, this is not just here, but around the world, they result in the centralization of services out of local communities, and they have not improved cost or improved wait times. In fact, they've led to greater wait times as more people have to head into the overburdened city hospitals uh, in order to get services from the countryside that are being closed down in their local hospitals. Uh, and, you know, it doesn't actually ameliorate services in the end, we have more vice presidents than ever and fewer hospital beds than ever. I mean, what we needed in Ontario was to rebuild and restore health care services, open the closed operating rooms, open the closed floors in local hospitals, open those closed beds, get people into services um, that they need and not a new round of expensive and inefficient restructuring that certainly serves the interests of empire building CEOs and so on, and definitely the tier of 
of healthcare planners that have made a fortune off of every round of restructuring at the expense of local healthcare services for people. There's a philosophical concern here that I want to get your opinion on, if I could. And, and I'm going to connect a couple of dots here. It was just about a week or so ago that there was an independent report that came out about governance here in this province that said that essentially the amalgamation of communities that uh, the previous conservative government, the Harris government, did back in the 1990s, uh, was a failure, that it did not prove that to be efficient, that it actually cost a lot more than the existing system that they blew up to, to put this in place. And now they're doing that exact same thing. There's a philosophical thing that bigger is better. Natalie, that's what they seem to think. Uh, and they've already been burned by this, or we've been burned by this once, and now they're going to do it to our healthcare system. The bigger is better. Let's blow all this stuff up and have one big super uh, board that's going to run everything here in the province of Ontario. Uh, we've been down this road before, and it, it didn't go well. No, you're you're absolutely right. It's a huge problem. And in the draft legislation, which the minister has not distanced herself from in any way, all she's done is try and kind of obfuscate and and skate around, you know, and not actually answer, you know, the the actual policy questions about it since since it was leaked three weeks ago. And frankly, she's been allowed to get away with that. But but the bottom line is that this new legislation requires mega mergers. It says that every merger proposal has to include two major services or more. So it requires not just regular mergers, but mega mergers of services. It will be, it will create great upheaval in the healthcare system. And the, the last round, you're absolutely right, under the hair, when we did this already, uh, you know, the, it cost uh, $3.9 billion, according to the provincial auditor. So this was a provincial audit that was done by the provincial auditor of the restructuring costs. That was to lay off local hospitals, to move services around, you know, et cetera, build new buildings to house them, all of that stuff. And uh, and it saved $800 million. $3.9 billion spent to save $800 million, money that we will never get back for actual health care. There's an old adage, uh, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And, and I'm not for a minute going to sit here and say our health care system was rolling along just nicely, thank you very much, because there were problems. We know that, and things that needed to be addressed. But I'm looking at this mega board, what they call Ontario Health. And as you mentioned, Natalie, it's going to actually be the, the confluence of, of uh, Cancer Care Ontario, the, the LINs, the local health integrated networks, eHealth. Uh, and, and a couple of other agencies that you've kind of talked about, including organ donations. Uh, to my knowledge, and I, I've, I've talked to a number of people involved in this, agencies like Cancer Care Ontario, we're, we're doing just fine, thank you very much. I mean, they're, they're not part of the problem with the healthcare system. eHealth had a, a huge problem, of course, be, you know, rolling out uh, because of uh, just way top-heavy administration. But it's a very effective system of delivery of healthcare information across the province. They're, they're dumping everything in here and just saying everything the previous government did was bad and it's bad. And it wasn't. Uh, there could have been things that they could have said, we don't need to touch that right now. Let's concentrate on other things. And I don't hear that conversation. No, you're totally right. And those of us who are, you know, really familiar with what is going on in healthcare and have followed it for, you know, decades very closely are deeply, deeply concerned that they have put moved Cancer Care Ontario and so on into this. For one, it puts it under the that could be privatized under this new system, and nobody wants that. And for two, we have stellar cancer treatment in Ontario. We have one of the best systems in the world. We have great outcomes. You know, why would you take cancer? Why would you mess with Cancer Care Ontario? 
really. There's nothing broken there. If anything, what we need is more operating room time, more hospital beds for people to recover in, for people uh, to be treated in, and so on, like more services, not a restructuring of the administration of Cancer Care Ontario. That's really playing with fire. And, you know, it's I just think very, very dangerous. And the other thing is that, you know, the idea that you can create one super agency that is going to oversee all of these things well, I think is highly, highly questionable. And we should remember that the key decision makers, the, the, the czar of healthcare reform that was brought in by Doug Ford is Ruben Devlin. He was the former CEO of Humber River Regional Hospital, where they closed three hospitals to replace with one. And he was the president of the Conservative Party under the Mike Harris years through all of that restructuring during the Mike Harris years. I mean, these guys have done it before. We don't need to see that kind of thing done again, frankly. Where's the discussion about some of these other elements that we've talked about? And I know that, you know, in, in many people's uh, mind's eye, when you start talking about healthcare and the crisis in healthcare, uh, they start thinking about hospitals. Oh, yeah, there aren't enough hospital beds, wait times, people. And the phrase that, remember, that he used during the election was hallway medicine. Uh, and and they they don't seem to explain or, or or acknowledge the fact that hallway medicine is because there aren't enough beds upstairs in those hospitals because there are people in those beds that should be in other facilities or at home being cared to there. I don't see any discussion about that here. I don't see any any solutions to those problems. I simply see a re, a, a rejigging of administration. Yes, I mean, I think everyone understood when the election campaign was run that Doug Ford was promising the people of Ontario a break, a, you know, break f- from the direction of the Wynn government. When he said that he was going to solve hallway medicine, I think people thought that that meant he was going to ameliorate health care. He certainly, you know, n- nobody, I don't think, understood that to be privatized, mega-mergers, massive, you know, health care restructuring uh, of this sort. And, uh, and you're right, where is the discussion about actually adding capacity. Ontario has the fewest hospital beds left of anywhere in Canada. There is no province that has cut more hospital beds than our province. You know, the problem here is that we don't need tiers of administration. We need money to go to care first. And I fear very much that this round of restructuring, like the last, will cost billions of dollars that will never be recovered for actual health care that people need, but will serve a bunch of CEOs who no doubt recommended this because they are the prime beneficiaries of it and the health planners and so on and so forth. That's why we're supposed to have public processes in this province and proper consultation before major policy decisions because when you allow only a few people in the back rooms to make the decisions, those decisions happen to be often in their favor and often not in the public interest. How effective is it, in, in your opinion, Natalie, to have this super board, this uh, called Ontario Health, it's not the super board, they, they don't like that phrase, but they, you know it is in fact a super board, that's uh, yeah. basically going to dictate health care for the whole province from Queen's Park. Uh, yeah. You know, whether it's, uh, you know, Kapuskasin, Cobblecock, Blind River, Ontario, uh, you yeah. name it. Uh, those communities, uh, their health care decisions are going to be made by somebody, a bureaucrat at Queen's Park. Yeah, I think that's a huge problem. They've said that there will be five regional offices, 
Well, there are five regions in Ontario. I mean, Ontario is a massive province. It takes as long to drive from Toronto to Kenora as it does to cross all three prairie provinces driving. I, I remember talking uh, to Howard Hampton, he was the leader of the NDP, and, and, and I forget the name of his riding, it's way up north there. But he told me he had to actually fly from one end of the riding to the other. That's how huge it was. And yeah, and, and, and there are, and there are yeah. different needs in different parts of this uh, province. Yes, it's like a different country in different parts of the province. And yeah, I think this is a this is a big mistake. It's a, you know, countercultural to the idea of regionalization. It takes power away from local communities. It's, you know, it's a boon to seriously, it's a boon to the planners and the empire building CEOs. That's what it is. It's just a it's a terrible mistake. Ah, it's a bad day for Ontario, I'm afraid. Well, uh, and the precursor with the Lins was was uh, uh, an agency called the District Health Council, and and you know, I, I in full disclosure, I, I actually worked on one of those when I was on City Council here in Hamilton, yes. uh, and it was working. The Harris government worked with those agencies because they said, look at the the local people have to have a voice in this. I mean, you know, they, they'll come to us and they'll talk about what the needs are, for instance, in Hamilton, Niagara, or in, in some of these other places that we've talked, and and it was a system that worked pretty effectively. I, I was I, frankly disappointed the Liberals blew that one up and, and used the Lins. But but it, it it just seems as if there there could have been a better way here instead of what they've announced today. Absolutely, as a district health councils were actually probably the best model that we've had uh, so far. They just had too few powers to actually plan and meet population need uh, for care. But um, but they were much better, more democratic regional model that was more representative of the community. And, you know, did a very good job, frankly. So <laughs> thank you for that. But, uh, yeah, this is if you can hear the noise in the background, I'm just racing into the legislature uh, because we have to meet with uh, the media here to respond to the minister before she brings in the legislation. Well, I'm going to let you go then, Natalie, to, so you can do that. And I'm sure the minister is going to answer all of the questions you and I just raised yeah. here. <laughs> oh, come on. Hope's, hope, spr- hope springs eternal. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Natalie. <laughs> Thank you very much. Natalie Mayor, okay. Executive Director for the Ontario Health Coalition. Uh, just about to head into uh, the legislature in Queen's Park and listen to what some of the questions and, and answers are going to be. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.